0: All right, welcome to the Do Less Podcast. I'm Jake Velasquez.
1: I'm Mike Bramante.
0: So how does it feel to be a successful podcaster?
1: Listen, man, we had one episode, and now we have a rabid fan base of dozens of fans.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm like really stressed lately trying to figure out where I'm going to spend all the advertising dollars we're going to make.
1: We have advertisers lined up uh ready knocking on the doors ready to get in yeah i just um, met
0: with the financial manager we're opening a 401k for the podcast
1: i think there's so many advertised advertisers that are trying to get on the pod that like the emails aren't coming through like my my email is just slammed yeah with all these advertisers trying to come through and there's too much traffic so i'm not getting any emails
0: yeah i want the advertisers to know the po- name of the podcast is do less so the chances that we're going to take you on is very low uh we're going to need you to pay up or shut up you know
1: we're gonna need you to pay up record the ads yourself insert them into the appropriate spots in the podcast uh had your tech guys do it we're not gonna we're not doing it
0: it would also be nice if you could make an intro for us while you're at it because we've been struggling with that and you know we're gonna get it going by the fourth or fifth episode probably we might even one day have a jingle that's our goal we're gonna have a nice do less jingle
1: your Dad writes jingles, and if we don't have a jingle on this podcast, then what are we doing this for?
0: No, I agree. The only thing is I can only approach my dad to write so many jingles in his life, so I need to make sure that you know we're in this for the long haul before I approach him.
1: What do you mean, man? I mean, we're already off to a hot start here. I mean, this is our this is our livelihoods
0: i mean, if the the first episode is an indication of our future success, my dad will be asking me to do a jingle. So, I think if we're I here.
1: am able to reach dozens of friends via text message and badger them to listen to the pod, subscribe to the pod, and review the pod every episode, I think we'll never have to work again.
0: I agree. I think we should even make a newsletter, but the email is just blank <laughs> once a week, <laughs> and it's just a link to the pod. Keep people, you know, remind That's them that we're point. out here.
1: Nobody wants to read too much. Everybody's attention spans or, you know, are ridiculously short. Yeah, we're just sending a link. No context. No subject line. Just a uh, link.
0: <laughs> apparently our attention span is as short as a goldfish, which is kind of impressive, honestly. That's not bad.
1: That's pretty good. I mean, I I think goldfish have a, a longer attention span than, than we do.
0: Yeah, have I you mean, ever fed a goldfish?
1: Yeah. They, you, see, you ever see them eating? They, they 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 pay attention to that food forever.
0: When I'm eating, I'm on my phone the entire meal. You know, I don't
1: see a goldfish on its phone when it's eating, I'll not, tell you that.
0: Not even for a second.
1: <laughs> yeah, We're worse than goldfish. Yeah, for sure. How how's, how's your week been, man?
0: Uh, It's been good. There was a potential COVID exposure. I feel like I'm like up against the ropes against COVID, because it's like every other day, someone's like, oh, I might have had it. So I've just been getting tested regularly. And well, when you're that, putting yourself
1: good. in indoor comedy situations, I feel like you're going to be in the crossfire.
0: Yeah, so what I've done is I just got really good masks. I would try to wash my hands. Honestly, the masks work. It is, it's the only thing I sort of believe in. So if you're out there, mask up.
1: I'm telling you what, man, you've already gotten COVID. I've already gotten it. There's no way we haven't had it. It's just we haven't, it hasn't manifested itself.
0: Yeah, in, no, in, in I agree. Symptoms. Yeah, I haven't been sick since February 2020. This is the longest stretch <laughs> I've never. It's crazy. I, you've
1: never bet. You've never been healthier.
0: I've never been healthier. This is the healthiest I've ever been. This is under COVID.
1: This actually might be a good thing for you. Maybe, maybe some people thrive in this environment. Maybe their immune systems allow them to thrive during a pandemic.
0: I think it's because we're so nervous about the disease that we're trying to get in front of it. At least that's what I'm doing. So I'm like living a little bit healthier than I normally would, mm-hmm. and I think that's what's really. If I'm you know, if I wanted to make an actual uh, observation of why I haven't gotten sick, I think that's why.
1: I mean, I, I like I, I haven't been about this, but I've, I've lived my entire life like I'm surrounded by deadly viruses. Okay, yeah, you were ahead nothing, of the curve. <laughs> this is nothing new for me. I am prepared for this. Uh, but my here's the thing with me though that I'm worried about. Like my body is a microchip. I'm I'm like <laughs> Rob Lowe from Parks and Rec. Okay, if I get one germ inside of me. It, it's over with. <laughs> <laughs> I have been so healthy my entire life that my body wouldn't even recognize a germ at this point. When so I last... basically I basically should be living in a bubble.
0: When was the last time you were sick?
1: Um, I mean, I'm always like a little bit sick. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> I'm not, what you mean. I'm, like every time I go outside, like I had to leave New York because my body just doesn't function in, in the cold. Every time I go outside, my nose is running.
0: Aren't you in Binghamton?
1: No, I'm in I'm in North Carolina.
0: Ah, uh, okay, okay, all right. That's that's fair.
1: Yeah, no, I'm staying at my parents' place for now. I, I, uh, my body's got to recover yeah, yeah. for my body's to recover uh, for a couple weeks, and then I'll be back.
0: All right, nice, nice. Yeah, we're look yeah. we look forward to having you back, Mike. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I also I got my driver's license this week.
1: Oh, yeah, that's yeah. big. Also, and it was your big uh, 30th birthday. Yeah, so.
0: turned 30, got a driver's license. I'm finally a man. Only, you know, 12 years late, but whatever. <laughs> what can you do?
1: So tell me tell me about the, the driver's test. Tell me about the birthday. How, how, how were
0: they? Oh, you actually might like this. The driver's test, you want to talk about do less. It was less than 90 seconds because I guess because of COVID, <laughs> they don't want to be in the car too long with you. So it was like the easiest possible road test i've ever taken i just went down the block made a right parked three point point turned and then went back and that was it
1: that doesn't qualify you to drive anywhere
0: no I, it does not think. actually the guy passed me and then he was like okay you know like there was too long of a line uh to pull up back to where the road test was so he had me go into this parking lot and he was like pull over here and you know like we're done and I pulled over into two spots. It was the worst parking job ever. I think that guy got out of the car thinking I should not have passed that kid. So we'll see <laughs> once the license comes, you know.
1: We appreciate that that driver uh instructor there because he he didn't care. He was just like, "All right, whatever. I'm going to I'm going to pass this kid. I don't want to I don't want to deal with it anymore."
0: Yeah, no, for sure. What's crazy is I actually took a couple driving lessons and uh my driving instructor was Asian, which uh, went against every stereotype, but he was really good. So Braking. Did you have
1: to parallel? do you have to parallel park?
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, that's the one thing I'm good at with driving.
1: Well, I, don't, I still don't know how to do that.
0: I'll teach you how to parallel park. You teach me how to stay within the lines
1: <laughs> on the road. <laughs> Listen, if there's anything I know how to do, it's stay within the lines. That's good. Uh, that's um, good. <laughs> in life, in general, I, I've never, I've never crossed a
0: line. <laughs> I'm constantly crossing lines. I'm the opposite. I can't stay <laughs> within them at all. Even with coloring books, I was outside of the lines.
1: Oh, I've never, there's, there was never a color outside of a border ever in the history of, of my coloring books.
0: Yeah, my mom's precise. My, my mom's moving right now, so she keeps like recovering all these old things I made in like, you know, preschool or kindergarten. Like yeah. little drawings or whatever, and they're fucking humiliating. She's like, oh, this is so cute. I'm like, I'm fucking, I was autistic, I think. <laughs> <So> <laughs> really bad.
1: You didn't color <laughs> inside the lines once.
0: Not even close. And, like, the colors made no sense, you know. They're just, like, absolutely no sense. Like, yellow pants <laughs> and, you know, green shoes. I'm like, what was I thinking?
1: It sounds like you were uh, coloring a modern-day influencer. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, a <laughs> California kid.
1: Yeah uh how was the birthday what did you
0: do for the 30th oh actually it was a lot of fun uh i uh did like a couple i saw my dad did a couple mics and then i had a show at the 13th step which i hosted uh which was a lot of fun the line i didn't deserve to be there didn't deserve to be there at all uh the lineup was crazy but i sort of like because i hosted so i went up first and the Mm -hmm. crowd was like a little tight um and like the set went okay but, you know, I, when I finished, everyone was like, oh, good set. I noticed good is terrible. You never want to hear good set. You don't want to hear good. You, don't you don't need to hear, hear great. To, yeah.
1: You need to hear great. When if you, you hear good... You bombed. Then you bombed. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think I bombed. Okay, <laughs> hey, gonna... good set,
1: man. All right, why don't you just tell me uh, to go fuck myself? <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's the worst thing you could hear.
0: Yeah, yeah. Someone did say great jokes. That was... Which means that your delivery was off, but the, the ideas are there. Which means your delivery was off, <laughs> yeah. your
1: performance was terrible, but the jokes are there.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is something. I'll take it. So Someone I looked That's up something. to, I'll I, take I, it.
1: I, sorry about that. I had an alarm. I don't know if that, that was caught. We're, we're technical wizards at this point. Yeah, we that can, wasn't caught. We, uh, we can cut that, or we might leave it in just to give people a behind-the-scenes look. At,
0: I do uh, want the people to know how tech-savvy we've become, so we might leave it in.
1: Listen, before we started this podcast, me and you couldn't turn on a computer. Yeah. But now, I'm pretty sure we're going to start a tech company out of our garage.
0: We were starting fires with sticks and stones, and now we could create virtual <laughs> fires.
1: <laughs> you, you ever hear of uh, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak? Like, they're going to be talking about us like those guys.
0: Yeah, for starting
1: sure. Starting Apple in, in our garage. Like, we're, we're unbelievable.
0: Except we're more to Steve if it's, yeah, we're we're two Steve Jobs. Yeah, we're two Steve Jobs. We're Steve Jobs and Steve Jobs.
1: That's true. We're going to need some Wozniak's so we can tell tell them what to do.
0: Yeah, we need a couple of pencil pushers.
1: (laughs) We're looking for interns. If you're looking to do a lot of work uh, and get no pay... Possibly college credit. College credit, we could probably have somebody figure that out for us, how you can get college credit. Well, it's
0: actually the intern's job to figure that out. So <laughs> if you could figure yeah, out right. how to get college credit working for us, come, come aboard. Yeah,
1: that, right. Yeah, you got to be ambitious. You got to figure, you got You got to be, you, you know, uh, be able to figure that out on your own. Yeah, And uh, then you can come work for us. And I, I'm pretty sure that's the opportunity of a lifetime.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think everything we talk about on this podcast, we want the opposite of that as our intern. Right You know we talk we preach doing less we want someone who's ambitious to go get her every we want someone we don't respect to lead us <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: so but you' so that, that's a good thing because they're gonna get a lot of experience yeah that right. by the
0: end of the you know they're gonna come in ambitious they'll leave homeless so it's a good, uh, it's a good trade-off. <laughs> this is
1: an unbelievable opportunity for them to learn an incredible amount yeah because we're not to learn. we're unlock we're not gonna learn days. anything.
0: No, no, no. We refuse to learn, but we will teach.
1: We will teach. We will teach. Uh, Which brings us to our uh, topic of of the day. Yeah. Uh, Great segue. McDonald's. McDonald's. A cautionary tale.
0: Yeah, so the story of McDonald's, I think, is one that we all need to take in as a cautionary tale because it's the story of two brothers who were incredibly happy, the McDonald's brothers. And they built a great business. With a great product, serving their community, they were happy. And then this guy Listen, Ray Kroc comes <laughs> along and forces them to do all this stuff, and they lost everything. I mean, they got so money, these, but
1: these McDo- money's meaningless. We don't we don't care about that. But these money McDonald's means. brothers, they were stewards in the community, all right? And I yeah. think that's a good role for us. I think we're stewards,
0: 100%. just
1: by by nature. But you—they were—you're right—they were living great lives. They were comfortable. They were had enough money. I think I read they were buying a Cadillac every single year. They had just had a garage full of Cadillacs. That's amazing. They had they had beautiful, supportive wives. They were you know upstanding members of the community, and they were just they were running a simple business that made a good amount of money, and they were comfortable and they were happy. All and right, that's cheeseburger, what we want. cheeseburgers fries, and cokes.
0: We that's don't it. want to be the McDonald's corporation. We want to be the McDonald's first location, you know, that was serving its community. They didn't do too much. They did they served, their menu was like three items, you know? And that's, now, that's you what fo- you got to do. You do less and you deliver a good product.
1: You focus on the basics. Cheeseburger, right. fries and coke. Yeah. And that it was a great business. Exactly. And then this Crock guy comes along and uh, he's like you guys got a franchise, you got to expand. You got a great thing here. They're like, we know we have a great
0: thing. And they and knew. Was, they knew. Right. They were hesitant at first, but they eventually caved in because the prospect of doing more promises all these riches, and that could be very attractive. But the story of McDonald's should caution you all that if you go down that road, it will likely end up in unhappiness and not failure because it was successful, but they lost their business. They had to sacrifice it to Crock. They no longer serve the community.
1: Well, let's talk about this Croc guy. I mean, I think all of our knowledge from this story comes from the movie The Founder yeah, with Michael Keaton. And really, I think you just wanted to bring this up because you wanted to talk about Michael
0: Keaton. Yeah, so anyone who knows me knows that I'm the biggest Michael <laughs> Keaton fan. He's the best actor of all time. and People think I'm joking about that, but I'm dead serious. But what's crazy is Ray Kroc represents all that we hate, right? It's a guy that mm-hmm. wants to do too much. He was mm-hmm. never happy. He's like a shark Um but because he was played by Michael Keaton, I think he's my idol. That's how, <laughs> that's how good Keaton is to me. That's how good Keaton is. Yeah. is
1: he sta- that character stands for everything that you're against. And you came away being like, I need to be Ray Kroc.
0: Yeah, I'd rather be Ray Kroc than the fucking idiot McDonald's brothers. You what I mean?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Keaton is is a great actor. I mean, if you haven't seen the other guys, he plays the funniest guy in the history of the world when he's uh, he has two two jobs he's the police chief and he also works the night shift at Bed bath and beyond
0: <laughs> yeah michael keaton's one of the few people that has range within one film you know he has two <laughs> roles in one movie he's the only person that could do that
1: here's the other thing about keaton that people don't really know he is a he was a standup comic
0: I I actually didn't know that, which is crazy. I think you he, might have told me that actually. Uh he
1: was in that comedy store documentary documentary. And I know some of the listeners are like, oh Mike can't say words that end in Airy. He, so what? I say documentary. Get get used to it.
0: Yeah, that's his trademark, all right? Everyone needs a thing. All right. <laughs> I like it. Uh but yeah, maybe that gives me hope. Maybe one day I'll be like Keaton. You know, I'm you could really, be Keaton. that's my yeah. goal, I think. I'd I'd well, like comedy be- more, but
1: yeah, me too. You don't want to be Ray Kroc, though. So, okay, so Kroc, he comes in. He's like, you got a franchise. Well, first of all, Kroc's unhappy. He's actually got a decent life. He's living in the Midwest. He's got a, he's got a, a wife that loves him. He's got a nice, comfortable life, and he's like, oh, I want more. Okay, yeah. wh- what else do you want?
0: Well, that, I think that's the thing about Kroc is, like, he's sort of one of those guys is, like, the man that had it all, but he was never satisfied. That was, like, the whole thing. And like, cause he, he didn't even comprehend how someone could be happy or satisfied because he came to McDonald's and he had no idea why they wouldn't want a franchise. That was such a foreign idea to him because to him, bigger was always better. And he's caught on this, like, you know, like the Sisyphus thing, like pushing up the rock and then it rolls back down. Mm -hmm. Like, you're just never Mm -hmm. happy. You're always want more and more and more. And the McDonald brothers had it figured out, but they got, you know, the smooth talking salesman convinced them otherwise.
1: I think also they just didn't want to deal with it because like these guy, this guy Croft was badgering them, and yeah. he was like, "You guys need a franchise," and they're just like, uh, "You know, just get out of our face." So they're just like, "Okay, you know, go go run with the idea." Yeah, and yeah, yeah. they weren't really involved. But then he's out there making moves, you know, doing real estate deals, getting franchises, and then he ends up pushing them out.
0: Well, that's one of the things about McDonald's actually that's really interesting. It's more of a real estate company than a fast food company now
1: um yeah i mean i i don't i, I don't I, that's what they say in the in the movie i mean is that is that true i yeah, mean we no, don't it's we'll, true. We'll they take, own we'll, all their we'll real t- estate okay so i mean is that you you're a real estate guy is
0: that uh mcdonald's is one of the biggest real estate empires i think <laughs> i'm not even kidding it's it's kind of wild uh
1: it's not even about the food at this point. It's not
0: about the food at all. That's what's that's that's why we want to you know give people this story and caution you guys because when McDonald's, if the first McDonald's with the McDonald's brothers was the happiest place on earth, now McDonald's right, is true. the saddest place on earth. Have you ever been to a that's McDonald's? True.
1: Have you ever seen the inside of a McDonald's? That the people there, they're I, they're they're despondent. Well, you're saying uh, right. You're giving a good comparison about McDonald's. Like if you see somebody, like one of your friends eat McDonald's versus like seeing somebody in there, what what, what were you saying?
0: Yeah, so like like the other day I had a couple friends over for uh, a boxing match, and one of my friends came over with a McDonald's bag. And I was like, this is like the happiest person I've ever seen. He has such a carefree attitude. But if I saw that mm-hmm. same friend with that bag of McDonald's eating it in McDonald's, I'd be like, do you need money or help <laughs> or someone to come here?
1: Yeah. Right, your life's out of control right I'd, now. I'd have like, to like put a tramples. blanket over
0: him and bring him up to my apartment, give him water or something, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't want to see somebody inside McDonald's. Either. That's that's a low point.
0: Yeah, it's about as low as you can get, and it's just crazy that we ended up there because there was a time when that was the happiest place on earth. You only saw that, families it, there. Even when I was right. a kid in the '90s, it kind of felt like that. They had the Happy Meal, like. Always had the coolest toys. They had the Yankees series where they gave the Yankees baseballs and everything. That might have been Burger King, but I don't know. But no, that's true. It's I all the same. There
1: was like a local McDonald's, you know, that I used to go to a, a lot, and it was a happy place. But we were just kids; and we didn't know any better. We didn't know the true story behind McDonald's. And I, I also read about this uh, Croc guy because you know he became a billionaire or whatever. And somebody interviewed him. and They're like, "How does it feel to be an overnight success?" And he's like, if you mean overnight success, uh, as in I worked 30 years to achieve overnight success, then yeah. So that that sounds horrible, right? You wasted 30 years.
0: Yeah, exactly. Over, I'd rather win the lotto.
1: <laughs> and then you're too old to even enjoy it at that point anyways.
0: Yeah, I don't think he ever took time to enjoy himself. That's what it seems like at least, you know, reading about him. It's just like he was a grinder. He was like always doing something. And I'm sure there's moments of his life when his success was satisfying, but he was never, for an extended period, satisfied or happy. And that's what we want to avoid.
1: To take it back to our motto that we said in the first episode, get busy living or get busy grinding. Exactly. And Croc, he, he was got grinding. Busy grinding. Yeah,
0: he was not living.
1: 24-7, not happy. The McDonald's brothers were living.
0: McDonald's brothers had the life that we all kind of envy. Like I I feel like a, a lot of my friends too, I don't know if uh, this uh, is relatable, but we all like fantasize about like moving out to the woods or like opening up a diner. It's like mm-hmm. that's like the fantasy is like being happy with like this like little sustainable lifestyle. It's not being super wealthy as much as it's nice to have like nice things. I don't think that really leads to any real happiness. I'll tell
1: you what, man. You know, we've been living in the city and we like the city. We're on the grind, quote unquote, you know, pursuing comedy. You go out to the suburbs, it's a nice, simple life. I know. There's fresh air, there's no responsibilities. Uh, You know, I'm a stay at home son. I don't have to cook, I don't have (laughs) to clean, I don't have to really do anything.
0: That's nice. Pretty good.
1: Yeah. My parents like having me around, I don't mind being around. This is how I could retire.
0: If there was comedy clubs in the sticks, I'd be there. But there's not. That's
1: why Rogan's got this all figured out because he's moving to Austin and he's starting his own comedy club. And that's and then so he's just starting his own scene.
0: Yeah, that's pretty now, cool.
1: Now he has a billion dollars to do it, and you know that's the one thing that we we, we like living a a, a nice lifestyle. Yeah. We need enough money to live comfortably. I, that's, all we're, that's all we're asking for.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Well, like, you know, like a lot of these like, uh, like Zen Buddhists or whatever, like you like live in squalor and you'll have happiness, like as long as you don't want anything or whatever. But I don't even think like, I don't know if we're capable of that. I don't like personally, I wish I was, but I'm not. I do need some mm-hmm. stuff. But it's all You're about like, guy. yeah, I'm a bougie guy. But it's all about I don't need to be rich by any means. I'm fine. Middle class. I just want to be sustainably middle class. You know, I don't want to have to worry want about bills. just a very
1: nice, very comfortable life. Exactly. Where we never have to worry about money ever. Exactly. And, uh, but we're not asking, that's it. Is that asking for too much?
0: Yeah, I just want to get paid to do nothing. <laughs> we
1: really... don't want to work to have a significant amount of money that's going to allow us to be comfortable. And that's that's it. We don't need more than that.
0: All I'm really asking for is like $1 to $2 million. That's really about it.
1: That's it. We could live off that
0: the rest of my life. The rest of our lives. Yeah. yeah. No 100%, doubt. Yeah. 100%. I'm glad we're on the same page. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need you to rate and review and, you know, spread this as much as you can because this is what we're going for. And uh, So, this is
1: our jobs now. You know, this is our livelihood. Yeah. Uh, we are podcasters. We have dozens of fans. And, and, we, and
0: we expect to ahead. make money off of this. Uh, but right now, we're down $300. So, we need you guys to come right, through for us.
1: Right now, we're in the red. Yeah uh but i feel like the funds are about to flow in. like once they once they come in it's like it's like a tsunami
0: oh for sure for sure i heard uh you know some of these advertisers pay podcasts well and you know we expect to have all of them so right we're gonna we're gonna have all of them yeah uh
1: so you know uh, mcdonald's a cautionary tale
0: watch the the founder
1: watch the founder watch michael keaton Watch the other guys as well.
0: Yeah, that, and, I mean, uh, you should also, be, it's better.
1: Be like the Be like the McDonald's brothers. Be like the not, McDonald's not Ray brothers
0: Croc. pre-Ray Kroc. The McDonald's brothers pre, in the beginning P. of the Croc. movie. Yeah, pre Kroc. The pre era. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but like I said, uh, Ray Kroc's my idol because he was played by Michael Keaton. I just want to yeah, live sure, a life also- where Michael Keaton is like, I need to play that guy. That's my goal.
1: We also reserve the right to, to say that we love Ray Kroc because Michael Keaton uh, played him. Yeah,
0: anyone Michael Keaton played, I like. So um, I was obsessed with Batman as a kid, and my parents thought it was because of Batman. They didn't realize it was because of Keaton.
1: No, you were <laughs> <laughs> you were running around uh your apartment pretending to be Keaton. Yeah, exactly. I'm not even kidding. I have so many
0: pictures. To this day, it's like a gag. Like my parents get me these like little Batman uh cars, and it's like, you, what are you guys not getting here? You know, it's not yeah. about Batman. It's about Keaton. Get me I some don't Keaton want the posters.
1: Batmobile. <laughs> I don't want the Batmobile. I don't want any of the toys. It's about being Keaton.
0: Exactly, exactly. To this yeah. day, that's my only goal. <laughs> and the fact that's that he weird. did stand up, I guess I'm on the right track. I didn't even realize. Oh, come yeah. on.
1: We're basically living Keaton's life right now.
0: One hundred percent. You know who's all right? Give me your top three actors right now.
1: Man, Ryan Gosling. Okay. Yep.
0: That's pretty gay. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. No, he's hot, and he's and he's a, a talent.
1: No, the guy's the guy's incredible. Yeah. Uh, Robert De Niro.
0: Okay. He's a he's a great one. He's a great one.
1: He's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Talk about Due Less, and the guy who plays one role and he's in every movie.
1: Listen, I think he well, we're gonna get to him. Okay, okay. okay and my sorry. my third, my third would be Denzel Washington.
0: Oh wow. That's that's a diverse yeah. three. You kind of covered yeah. every style. You know, you got like the good looking, uh, like lead with gosling, you got like mm-hmm. the tough Italian mob movie with De Niro, and then you got the african-american best actor of all time with denzel i'm surprised you bring right, exactly. third though he's probably the best of the three i mean <laughs> it wasn't in no particular no particular ah, okay, order. Okay. i
1: mean all those guys like they're all in my wedding party so, <laughs> <I>
0: mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, like
1: you could they're interchangeable
0: what you, can, yeah, yeah. you can
1: line them up anywhere you want in the in the wedding party but that they're makes all sure for sure
0: yeah for sure. i get that
1: What's right. who's your top three?
0: All right. Well, Michael Keaton would be one through three if I, that was possible. But he's one. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. D-
0: Danny DeVito is two, which is why Batman uh, is the best film of all me. time, because they're both mm-hmm. in it. Uh, mm-hmm. And three, normally I'd probably say Robert De Niro, but because you picked him, I don't want to like use him again. Um, yeah. Hmm. That's a great question. Three, probably, this is a sort of series. and Norton. Okay. Yeah, he's he's good. I like him. I think he's, he's good. He's good. Yeah. Listen,
1: Norton's talented. He's been in some good films. He does seem a little pretentious
0: to... as a person, but whatever.
1: He does seem a little pretentious. Yeah. Sorry. Um, No, I mean, I, we're going to get to the person of the week. Yeah. Person of the week. And I saw what you were doing here with this little game, little transition. That's yeah, what it was they call a, a little transition, transition yeah, yeah. in the uh, the podcast world. Don't worry about it. We're professional podcasters. Um, Robert De Niro. Person of the week, our do less person of the week.
0: Exactly. Um, So Robert De Niro is one of the few people who was able to be typecasted as one thing, but be in hundreds of movies. I don't (laughs) think there's anyone else that's achieved that.
1: He's played himself in every movie.
0: Exactly. So we always talk about doing less for maximum output. No one embodies that more than Robert De Niro.
1: That's, that's a good point. Here's another thing I heard about Robert De Niro. This is a little rumor that I heard. I heard that he lives in a hotel.
0: I mean, you couldn't live in a place that does less.
1: You, you don't have to do anything.
0: Yeah, they clean for you. They bring food up to your room. You don't even have to get out of bed to eat in a hotel.
1: He, he lives in the Greenwich Hotel. We're going to go knock on his door. He's probably in the penthouse uh so go all the listeners go ahead this is where he lives i heard this i think it's got to be true because we're not going to look into this you know we accept rumors as fact
0: yeah yeah exactly i i have a robert (laughs) de niro rumor but i don't even know if i want to share it
1: well i mean i think i mean if you're going to share it's it's true so we'll we'll come
0: we'll come back to it
1: we'll come back to it but you're living in a hotel i want to live in a hotel I, I do too. pay every night for the whatever it costs, and you take care of the cleaning, you take care of the cooking, uh, you know, the bed's made every morning, and you're in downtown Manhattan living your life, and you come back, and your room is all set to go. I mean, that's a life right yeah.
0: there. Yeah, and cooking's not even an option, because there's no kitchen, so it kind of mm-hmm. like forces you to really do nothing, you know?
1: Here's... It, the hotel is a is is it's like the the ultimate do nothing because like, i see like i grew up in a house in the suburbs and my my dad all day long would be doing housework you know he would be mowing the lawn he'd be painting the house he'd be fixing the air conditioner that broke he'd be doing this doing that it's so much upkeep that's why i love living in an apartment because i don't have to do anything i don't have to take care of any of the yard or anything around me and I'll get the maintenance guy to come up and do everything for me because I can't screw in a light bulb. But a hotel is even better than an apartment.
0: Yeah, I mean, hotel is the holy grail. It's just expensive. <laughs> um, but that's what's crazy is like Michael Keaton's my favorite actor, but now that I'm f- finding out that Robert De Niro lives in a hotel, he might have leapfrogged Keaton now. So he might be up there. Um, yeah,
1: I think uh, it's, you got, it's an important factor you have to consider in, sure. in the in your favorite actor. Yeah.
0: Well, that's one of the things. So like in New York City, most of the apartments are co-ops, which means you don't own it. You're part of like Mm -hmm. the building owns it. So you own shares in the building and everyone who's buying an apartment, like any one of my friends are always like, why would you ever buy a co-op? You don't own it. I'm like, yeah, exactly. You don't have to do anything. Doesn't that seem like the attractive point?
1: That is the attractive point. And here's the thing is like people are like, oh, you need to, you need to own because that's, you're getting equity and they're telling me that I'm not, you know, gaining equity by paying rent. I'm I'm on one-year mortgages right now. All right, I got <laughs> flexibility.
0: Yeah, that's not okay. bad.
1: I'm not t- I'm not tied down. Uh, I'm not tied down to a mortgage that I have to pay every month for the next thirty years. That's too much. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of paperwork.
0: No, I get that. It, I
1: you gotta get you gotta get lawyers involved. I, I don't, we don't want to deal with that. We're just gonna be on one-year mortgages the rest of our
0: life. Yeah. This, you'll be disappointed in this, but I do own some real estate in Jersey. Uh, but I co-own it with a friend, and he does everything. I don't even know the addresses, so I've done as little as possible <laughs> as you can to own real estate.
1: Well, I actually, you've talked to me about this before in terms of real estate. I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at that because you can own a couple things and you just got cash flow coming in, and you don't have to deal with any of it.
0: Yeah, as long as you're not paying attention to it, I think it's okay. But if you need to get like a property manager or someone to do all the, the work that you don't want to do. But if you're right. doing if you're the property manager, I think I'm out. Yeah,
1: you don't want to be an on hands landlord. You want to be a very laissez faire yeah. landlord. I'm gonna tell the
0: all my tenants. Go. Like I tell the property manager, just tell the tenants the landlord lives in China. And that's, they can't contact <laughs> me if they wanted to.
1: That's good. And uh, they'll be happy because they don't have to deal with the landlord, and you'll be happy because you don't have to deal with them. Yeah, and, exactly. And then we're just moving on with our lives. Uh, I think that um, what was I going to say about?
0: Yeah, sorry, uh, I might have interrupted you.
1: No, no, no. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. So the, the important lesson is here: to, in order to do less, you have to have somebody attached to you that's that's going to do more. Yeah. All right? They're taking the, they're taking the burden off of you.
0: Yeah, I think to do the people that are truly good at doing less, the skill that's most important that they have is like um, putting together, like surrounding yourself with the right people. Right. You know, it's like it's uh, like the secret sauce at my company. They say like the reason it was successful is because they're just really good at recruiting. That's essentially just means they're really good at getting people to do the stuff they don't want to do.
1: That's exactly what it and is. That's people what it at the top do the least yeah it's do all anything. the people that make no money that are all the entry-level employees that are doing all the work
0: for sure and i actually do think that sometimes the owners or the lead, like leaders of a company that do less tend to be more successful
1: 100 percent. Yeah.
0: like when they're trying to like overstep micromanage the company falls apart but when they kind of like put go hands off the company skyrockets so
1: we're we're big proponents of laissez-faire management styles
0: yeah i know it doesn't work in government but i'm still a proponent of it <laughs>
1: <laughs> well maybe it does i don't know
0: yeah honestly i've never lived in a laissez-faire government so how would i know
1: we wouldn't know yeah we, we, we should wouldn't. try it out to see if it to see if it works
0: yeah i don't think we'll ever get to but that would be cool <laughs> <laughs> um
1: so yeah de niro person of the week
0: yeah one of the best lives
1: if... in a hotel
0: what's your favorite de niro movie
1: they're all the same movie so yeah a lot of them
0: are the same <laughs> there's one movie that's a little different than everything else actually if you haven't seen it you would really like it it's really really good what is it king of comedy
1: oh you know what i've been meaning to needed to watch that yeah
0: it's the only time de niro plays a different person rupert pupkin one of my favorite characters of all time it's really <laughs> good honestly it'll make you respect him as an actor
1: I need to watch that. I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna take a note of that. You know? And Jerry
0: Lewis is in it. I mean, I don't know if there's mm. many people cooler than that. Guy. Isn't
1: that a Scorsese film?
0: Yeah, it's Scorsese. Oh, another Scorsese comedy, uh, After Hours, also very good. Yeah. My dad exposed me to a lot of old movies. I got, I got a, a bunch. It's if you ever go, need them. Well, your
1: dad's recommending you some old movies. Why don't you go ahead and say, hey, dad. Uh, we're gonna need
0: a jingle for the podcast. <laughs> I know my dad for my birthday. He got me like three books by Woody Allen. I'm like, what the hell is this? I thought we were getting a jingle. I need three <laughs> clips of your music. <laughs> not books. I'm not gonna read this shit. This guy's a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah. No. We need a. We need a jingle, uh, Mr. Velasco. So, uh, you know, he's probably listening.
0: Uh. Yeah. I haven't told him I'm doing a podcast yet. But I'm. Yeah. I haven't down, told, like, I haven't so. told
1: anybody yet because we don't. We don't. We don't uh, tell. Uh, People because they just find out by word of mouth.
0: Yeah, we're word of mouth guys.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to pay we're for <laughs> advertising dollars. Even the no. jingle is going to be free. The artwork was free. We haven't. The fact that we're in the red is truly <laughs> phenomenal because we've gotten everything for free.
1: That's a good point. Yeah. I guess we didn't. The only thing we didn't get for free is the equipment.
0: Yeah, the equipment costs some money. That's funny. Everyone's like, oh, do you make money in comedy? I was tallying up all the things that I've bought for comedy. The Zoom recorder, a camera, an amp, and a microphone. I'm down like 1500 bucks.
1: Oh, you're down thousands, yeah, of, thousands dollars. of dollars. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: yeah, thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's insane. Um, there was one of oh, my favorite De Niro movie probably. Well, I just recently watched The Godfather 2.
0: Oh, incredible. I mean, come on. That's one of the best. Yeah. That, that movie is beyond him, though you know like it's it's beyond top to bottom just everyone's so good in that
1: it's beyond him um goodfellas of course
0: yeah one of the best and uh what else i think goodfellas Uh, is the most watchable film ever
1: mm -hmm. you know it's so Mm -hmm.
0: easy to just watch it whenever it's on
1: yeah just toss it on Got um, it on the background. Great. What's your favorite? What's your favorite De Niro movie?
0: So it's not my favorite movie, but it's my favorite De Niro movie. Like I think he, like you know, his acting or whatever. Ra- <laughs> uh, Raging Bull. Love it.
1: Oh come on, yeah, that might be it. Yeah,
0: he's so funny here. too. Like that's yeah. there's a couple hilarious scenes of him, and then there's also some sad ones. He's just got he gives you the full emotional spectrum in that film. It's 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 fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that's good.
1: That's that's it. Raging Bull. That's yeah. That's if point. if
0: a movie's in black and white, it's automatically a good movie. You know, like, well, it's, you also, it's it.
1: also a film, too. Yeah, it's that a film. Has, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- That has a quality to it that it's just art.
0: Oh, it's art. Yeah, for sure. Did you see... Uh, literally, there was a movie called The Artist, and the only thing artistic about it was no one spoke, and it was in black and white.
1: Those are the two things you need right there. Yeah. If like, you have no words and no color, that's that's art right yeah, there. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie
0: Chaplin that, was about, like Leonardo <laughs> da Vinci.
1: Talk about doing less. No color no words.
0: Yeah, honestly, just a blank screen is my next movie.
1: That'd be be the best piece of artistic cinema ever created.
0: Yeah, people always hate on modern art. I love modern art, because a lot of it is nothing. It's just a dot on a piece of paper, and it's like, this guy gets it, you know, and sells for millions of dollars.
1: You know what? Yeah, he's a millionaire, and you put a dot on a piece of paper.
0: Yeah, like, by that standard, I'm one of the greatest artists of our, our time, and I'm because I draw stick figures, so that's pretty impressive.
1: Right, it's all about perception. Like, if you just throw some paint, splatter some paint on a canvas, that could can be worth millions if somebody's willing to pay for it.
0: It just needs a good story, or what it, represents. it needs a good story. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You're like, oh, this is, you know, uh, the birthing
0: uh, process. <laughs> you know, right. some bullshit yeah. like that, and yeah, people eat it process. up. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's actually a good idea. We should probably do that. I think yeah. that, would, that would work.
0: Yeah, so we're artists as well now. Um,
1: we're artists, yep. That's, that's one of the things Artists, we
0: podcasters, <laughs> and uh, comedians.
1: Comedians, philosophers, uh, all of the all of the above. So I think this was a good second episode, right? Yeah, I do mean, we want
0: to uh, jump into job of the week real quick? And then we can job close of the this week. out?
1: Yeah, let's jump into job of the week. Uh do you have one you want, me, you want me to, you want me to yeah, go you
0: for? Yeah, you can could, you could go for it.
1: Listen, I'm telling you right now, we've been talking about films. Job of the week, film director. 100%. Okay. These people do not do anything. They give directions on a film set. A lot of them didn't even write the movie. They didn't produce it. They didn't edit it. They didn't act in it. They're just sitting in a chair giving directions. The cinematographer does everything okay yeah. they, they they're getting all the shots they're moving the camera around the director doesn't even know how to use a camera
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, we, before also we were talking about how like you know with a ceo like laissez-faire style of uh leadership is probably the best i think the same goes for directing like you no one you shouldn't be telling robert de niro how to act the best directors get good actors and they don't do anything
1: and you, hear, you know what you know what i heard the best direction you can give somebody is and i think this is what one of the famous directors does. I can't think of who it is, but in between takes, he'll just go up to the actor and he'll be like, "Do less."
0: Really? Wow. I that's mean all That's all I say.
1: I think that's like I think that's like all Tarantino says. I think we it's could be like directors. Cut,
0: Add director to cut, the list of jobs that we yeah. have.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he cuts. He, all. All. First of all, all they do is say "cut," and then they go up to the actor and they're like, "Hey, try doing less this take."
0: I mean, cut in and of itself is doing less. You're telling everyone, "Stop what you're doing, cut." And then, you know, that's, I already like that. If I was a director, I'd be cutting all over the place.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not only are you not doing anything, you're, 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 you're also, you're stopping uh, people from doing, you're stopping people from, from doing things.
0: Exactly. Exactly. If someone does too much, that's usually when they yell cut too. You know, it's, it's very rare that they're yelling cut because someone's not doing enough. I mean, I'm sure it does happen, but more often than not, they're yelling cut because someone did too much. You know, someone put the lights up too low, too high. They, they walked in front of the set or like an actor overacted. That's usually yeah. why they're yelling cut.
1: They're like, hey, let's stop everything. Let's dial it back.
0: Exactly. So I think uh, director. So I think the path that we've created for ourselves are very. It's going to be comedian Michael Keaton mm-hmm. director.
1: Wow. I think that that makes a lot of sense. I feel like we are on the fast track uh, to become become. Exactly that.
0: Edward Norton uh, d- directs sometimes. He has a good movie, yeah, De- Keeping the Faith. De-
1: doesn't De Niro d- direct? Or he, yeah, maybe he doesn't. He runs a film festival. That's doing nothing. He just no. De Niro R- is
0: R- one of the do less goats. I don't think he directs. It's
1: no, he doesn't. He doesn't direct. I mean, his well,
0: job suited know. for him, But oh, do you yeah, want to he, hear the De Niro rumor? I have.
1: I do. Yeah. We could let's, cut it out
0: because it might be slanderous. Let's.
1: We'll finish with that. We'll see. So I think uh, you know. I don't know if we're going to keep that. Rumor in, perhaps. Let me. I'll toss this idea at you. Maybe we'll uh, tell people on the Patreon what the rumor is. Wow, there.
0: the Patreon. And, Can we, uh, we even so the <laughs> Patreon. <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're probably not going to charge for the Patreon, and we're also going to need somebody to create it for us. Yeah, I. Uh, all the above. But uh, we will have our tech, our tech team cut that rumor out uh, because it is a pretty juicy rumor. It's a pretty juicy rumor. But maybe the people have a right
0: to know. I don't know. Maybe, yeah
1: we'll we'll see maybe maybe we won't cut it out because that would be doing work but we're, if we can find somebody to do it for us we will do it but i think you know that was a pretty good uh episode there i mean we ran through uh the mcdonald's story mcdonald's a cautionary tale we got to the touch on the person of Keaton. the week
0: so many actors too we got in a little like, so many actors movie convo which i could do almost all the time i love movies yeah
1: so. That's true. We discovered that we are artists and directors. But I would say to the listeners, right, please rate and review. Uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna read the reviews, but we'll look at the headlines, we'll look at the stars.
0: Yeah, only rate and review if you're prepared to give five stars. Because if you're doing any less than that, we would rather you just keep it to yourself. Message You can message us.
1: You can message us. You can message us. And that and follow us on Instagram. I'm Mike underscore Bramante.
0: I'm Jake underscore Velasquez. No S, two Z's. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And the, the follow us, follow our Insta, our Do Less podcast uh, at Do Less Podcast on Instagram.
0: Yeah. Uh, when you're trying to grow the account, um, I could guarantee that if you don't follow us back, we will promptly unfollow. We will you. unfollow you. Yeah. We
1: will unfollow you because we are concerned about the ratio. In a
0: couple of days, we're going to go on an unfollow spree. The ratio is not yeah. great right now. We got to get it back.
1: People are going to get caught.
0: Oh, we're making cuts. This is like hard <laughs> knocks, you know. <laughs> we're making the first first round of cuts coming next week.
1: <laughs> next week. Honestly, right, until the- right before this yeah. episode drops. That's true. That's true. Uh, beyond, They're on a chopping block. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. on a chopping block.
0: Yeah, so if you want to stay, just try to, you know, get those follows in now.
1: Get them get in now. Get them yeah. in now before uh, you can get in cut.
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree.
1: All right guys see you see you next time
0: All right see you next week guys